Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, Jeff Trenopole. And as always, I bring you sports from a West Side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio, home of my University of Cincinnati Bearcats who fought their butts off Sunday but still lost. We'll get to that in a second. Now this show and every show is brought to you by T-Properties. T-Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out their website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. All right, guys, you found the show. As always, do me a favor. Hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. I'm up to 845 subscribers. That is awesome. I appreciate every single one of you. All right. Now, as I said, my Bearcats fought hard. They tried to come back but they were just outmanned and outgunned, and I think they were just tired. <laughs> but the baby Bearcats, as well, I like to call it, it's mostly freshmen and sophomores, held their own against one of the best teams in college basketball. They lost, unfortunately, 80-70. to 70. Now, Davenport was named to the ACC, or excuse me, <laughs> I knew I'd do that, AAC Weekly Honor Roll. So that's good for him. Appreciate him. Appreciate what he's done for the program this year, and we're going to be better in the next years to come. Okay, who saw this coming? J.J. Watt to the Arizona Cardinals? I mean, we heard the Browns. We heard Squealers. We heard the Packers. Nobody said anything about Arizona, so that's surprising. Jeremy D's got some more info on how much, which I think is too much. I wouldn't pay for it. But we'll get to that in a second. Reds on TV four times this week, starting tomorrow, 8 o'clock. Versus the Los Angeles Angels. Wednesday, 8 o'clock versus the Angels again. And Friday night, 8 o'clock versus the Arizona D-Bags. Or Diamondbacks. However you want to say it. Jeremy D, what's up, brother? You're muted. Why are you muted? There you Sorry, go. guys. Sorry, that That's was me. I'm doing a little trick on Jeff, making sure he was paying attention. That's just because I hung up on him before the show started. <laughs> <laughs> No, man. How was your weekend, dude? I'm j- I've just been sitting here living and loving the Lord, buddy. I don't know what you've been up to. Well, I've been, well, actually, I wasn't sure I was going to do the show today or not because my son and his fiance needed help moving. So I'm like, all right. I messaged you. I said, man, I might not be able to do the show today. I got to help them move, yada, yada, yada. So I all planned not to do the show. So then I drive up, the, up to their house right now. And look around the house, and they had absolutely nothing packed. So I'm like, how are you going to move? Oh, we're just going to throw stuff together. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, if I'm missing the show, <laughs> stuff's got to be packed and ready to go. So that was my day. <laughs> Something got to be done to miss yeah, the show. You know exactly. what I mean? Yeah. So, like I said, to start the show, who saw J.J. Watt going to the Arizona Cardinals? Did you? I sure didn't. And- not me, man. I I would literally, I would be lying if I said that I had called it, mentioned it, even brought it up. I don't, I don't no, think that was one thing we did not up. bring up. Yeah. No. I mean, we were talking Browns. We were talking Steelers. We were talking all these teams, which we wait, knew. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Squealers. Squealers. Squeal- Quit cussing Oh, freaking squealers, man. And, and they're like, they're at the cap, over the cap. We we knew that he wasn't going to go there. Was a little bit worried about the Browns, but I, at at the end of the day, you know what? Go take your money, JJ. Go take your money and go to the 
Cardinals and sit behind, wait for Kyler Murray to run around on the field and try to get you a touchdown here or there. So what? What you got the details on the contract? What? What are the details? Yeah, I sure do, man. Um, he actually got a. Oh, let's see here. Da, da, da. He got a deal for thirty-one million. Who? Twenty-three of it is guaranteed. Guarantee. And. The fact of the matter is, is the dude just took his money. I mean, J.J. Watt, two-year contract with the Cardinals, $31 million, $23 million guaranteed. I mean, he's thrilled because he had oh, yeah. he didn't have a great year, and he's about to put $23 million in his pocket before he steps on the field. $31 yeah. million if he makes it through two years. Yeah, exactly. Now, I mean, I like the way the Cardinals stru- structured it because, I mean, the, the you want the money up front so it's not as big a big a a, a hit. salary cap hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about that last week, which is the way the Bengals structured a lot of their contracts last year, and I would I think they'll do again this year. But I just I, that's just a lot of money for for one guy. And I mean, we have like I said, I, I titled it um, tight ends. We'll get to the tight ends here in a minute, but I do want to bring this up real quick: the amount of money that the Bengals can have and this is a really good graphic we got and i, I gotta give a shout out to, to josh Lyles on a hootay nation but th- this is how much money we can save if we cut these guys we cut yep. bobby hart bj finney and giovanni bernard look look at the bottom what, what what does that say there jeremy the total savings is what it looks like 23 to 25 million i mean to me it's what it looks like so that's that's on top of what we already have yes available. sir Yes, sir, it is. That's so, we good. I'm just saying we could be easily under the cap, not near the cap, not around the cap, easily under the cap at $55 million. And if you can't buy a damn offensive line with that, then you can't buy nothing. Yeah, I mean, that, that, I mean, the one that hurts me that I have a hard time getting rid of is Geo. I love Geo, but dude, he's getting $4, $4 million. That's a lot for a backup running back. I mean, that's what Geo is for for the Bengals. I'm not, I'm not. Uh, that's not a shot at Geo at all. I love Geo. I think Geo could be an every down back, and he. I think he proved that once. Um, once. Um, uh, uh, Mixon got hurt. Jeez, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, I'm gonna bring in. We got Tommy who's uh showing up on the show today. What's up, Tommy? Tommy hey, boy, what's going on, brother? Tommy boy, I love it, Jeff. Good one. <laughs> Holy snipes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Look like you got a haircut, brother. Yeah, man. You know, I had to get that, I had to get trimmed up for spring. You know how that goes. Yeah. You got the ears lowered a little bit, man. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so we, uh, That's we, uh, cool. Well, we just brought up the graphic that uh, I can bring up again since since you're here now. The, about the uh how much money the Bengals can save. Let me get to the right thing here by releasing this year. Bring it up there by releasing just three guys, Bobby Hart, which we all have absolutely no problem releasing BJ Finney. Again, none of us have any problem releasing him, but Giovanni Bernard, I think a lot of us have a hard time releasing him just because he's always been a Bengals favorite, but look at the savings. Look how much money they can save to put toward a tackle, a guard, hell two guards. You know that you can get an edge rusher. I mean, there's that's a lot of damn money. 
Yeah, it is. That's uh, that's quite a bit. That's that's enough to get your your man, your guard. That's enough to get Thuni right there, and then have plenty left over, and then you can start thinking other positions as well. Big time, big time. I mean, fifty. If you're looking at fifty and over under the cap, you are in a good situation. And when and I know Jeff's kind of said that, well, we've kind of said it for for months and months actually, but the Bengals are not, we're not this team that has no talent that is just completely, you know, it needs to be completely revamped. I don't believe we're that team. I believe we're that team that gets three or four offensive linemen, a pass rusher or two, sign the guys we've got. And we're in this baby with Joe Burrow. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, you know, they just need a couple key players. And once they get those key players in, this team's good to go. Because, you know, I think what a lot of people aren't realizing is, you know, you got the Steelers. Steelers are going to be. Wait, wait, wait. You cussed. You cussed. Uh, no cussing. Twice. Um, well, Two square jars. Squealers. Well, you got that team that walks around looking like bumblebees and all that. Stuff. <laughs> there you go. Um, um, there is some cap trouble. I know that um, being mm-hmm. at one eight, that you know that's going to help them out, and they're going to be able to restructure some contracts. But what people don't realize is that they were up here. Now the Bengals are we're down here, but with this cap room, what they can do, this can slowly just, you know, what is it? It's a power shift, and I think yes. it is. Yes. Power. I'm with yeah, you. I, 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 I believe it. I, I believe that. The Squealers hopefully are on the downslope for a while. That would be nice. And the Bengals are on the uptick. Now, I titled the show breaking down the uh, NFL tight ends for the Bengals. And I got a couple graphics here. Here is the graphic for the top tight ends in free agency. Hunter Henry, Rotwich, Gromkowski, which I don't think he's leaving Tampa. Joe Cook, Tyler Croft, Tyler Eifert, which if to me, if we bring back Tyler Eifert, that, that's not happening until after June, you know. But but it's not a huge, I don't think, a great list. There's not a guy going, oh, my God, we have to go get that guy, you know, to, to, to help our, our, our tight end situation. You know, and the way I look at it is this. You know, we're only losing Seathan Carter. I mean, we, we've still got Drew Sample and, ooh, Zama. So, you know, we really don't need to rush out and grab anybody right away. But, you know, you got Jared Cook sitting there looking at you, Virgil Green. I mean, Virgil Green's a, a solid tight end to me. Um, and then go ahead, yeah, on into the draft. You can- yeah, these are, these are the top five draftable guys, which you all know about Kyle Pitts. And they got uh, Pat Furt. I can't ever say his name. That guy. Uh, Jordan Long and Yibro- Kenny I need my glasses. You're wrong. Whatever. That, those are top five uh, draftable guys. Again, I, I don't know if any of those guys stand out, except for Kyle Pitts, obviously. Except for Kyle Pitts. Well, after it's right. Pitts, it's kind of a drop off. Right. So I, I, it's. I, and the thing is, I don't think the Bengals need to really go address this situation. I mean, they do need to pick up another offensive lineman, or excuse me, offensive lineman, another tight end, but you know, a, a third guy. You know, not necessarily. You know, a, a, a receiving guy. I think we got the receiving guys in Uzama and, and in Sam, as long as Uzama can come back healthy. Yeah, I do too. How you feel about it, Tommy? Um, 
I do think they need to get a third guy. Um, I like your off guy, Uzama. Uzama. Like, um, I like Sample. I thought Sample did pretty good, you know, filling yeah. in. And tight end, but tight end is pretty key for him because I think Burrow, I think it was, he targeted uh, the tight end about 70 times this year. And, you know, with a good tight end, that could be up closer to 100. And, you know, that's a, another big, uh, another big place where you can get a good, if you get a good tight end in there, um, you know, that's just going to help the offense. But I think that they got two tight ends. Now, I really don't think they have to go out and uh, draft somebody like Pitts at number five. I don't think they need to go out and get somebody like Hunter Henry, you know, and put that money. Just get somebody solid in there. Right. Yeah. Eric Griff says, well, I trade for Ertz. Uh, I don't know Who what would that trade? would entail. Yeah. yeah what, what that's what I'm saying. What, what would you trade? Like, yeah. What I mean, would that cost you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, 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 that's, that's a pipe dream. I do believe uh, for right. Ertz, but yeah. I mean, my God, you got Virgil green out there. He, he could be a solid uh, guy right there. I mean, depending on the money, but you know, he's not going to, he's not going to come with that much of an asking price. And you've also got a few others that really to me, when you got Usama and you've got Uzama. sample, I mean, what's I mean, a, what's honestly, a Virgil green, man? What's a, you know, whatever. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't mind trying to get Eifert back, to be honest. Just and I'm not saying yeah. to, to, to replace anybody. I'm saying a third third guy, you know, because he can still catch the ball. You know, I mean, he's he's still serv- serviceable at that. But, I mean, he would definitely be a guy, like I said, would be after June, June 1st when, you know, yeah. we can get him cheaper, obviously. You know, if someone was paying more money, go yeah. for it. But, I mean, he, I mean, he's on a road. He's what, one, two, three, four. He's fifth on this list. You know? Yeah, and and let me tell you something too. Um, even though he's a little long in the tooth, Jared Cook is still a a beast. He is still a man at tight end. So that I mean, I wouldn't be upset to see him and Uzoma, uh set apart from each other and running routes down the field. It wouldn't bother me one bit for Jared Cook either, even though he's a little long in the tooth. But that's really what we're looking for. We're not looking for a starting tight end. We're not looking to draft a starting tight end. You know, we're just looking for some help on the back end. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, especially, if, oh, yeah, especially if Zamba doesn't come back. Go ahead, Tommy. Sorry. Oh, hey, you're good. I was just saying that's exactly how I feel about it, though. I don't – I think starting, like, when Uzama comes back or when uh, – well, really even Sample. I think Sample got a uh, – <laughs> guys, it's going to sound cheesy, but we got a good sample size of Sample this year. <laughs> <laughs> Pun not intended. <laughs> Little fun size, <laughs> but you know, but there is some good tight ends out there, and tight end is a position that you can fill, and you can fill it relatively cheap. You don't have to go after one of the big money tight ends. And the way the Bengals are being built, even with Burrow, well, it would be nice to have a tight end that's like a Kelsey right uh, type of tight end. You don't need that. Yep. Uh, yep, well, that's right, Josh. Uh, I agree, man. I, I'm, I'm, I am a Cook guy. I've always liked him, and I, even though he's only in the tooth, I think he's going to be there. But you know what? We, we, we haven't talked about which one day we're going to, guys. I'm, gonna, I'm, and I'm not saying this to jinx Joe Burrow, 
But oh we my are God. Going, here we go again. We are going to have to talk about a backup quarterback in Cincinnati. Not because Joe Burrow's not coming back, but one day we will have to talk about who we really Man, want to see as backup. We, we got Just Brandon out. We don't need a backup quarterback. Come on. <laughs> I that was complete sarcasm, by the way. Just to let you guys know. <laughs> now the show can go. Here we go. Now let's roll. Well, I mean, the guy, the guy I've always, I've, I've been saying since you know, like end of the year, Fitz, Fitz Magic to me would be a be, I think, a great backup quarterback. He's your go-to. He's my go-to. He's he's the one I would like to get because to me, everybody else that's out there wants to start. Not that Fitz doesn't want to start. But he's been there, done that, and you know he he know he knows the deal. You know everybody else is going to be fighting to try to you know, and you don't. I don't want anybody coming in here and having, which I don't think anybody's going to take Joe Burrow's job at all. No. But I don't no. want that a doubt a seed planted at all. I don't want it at all. You know, what about a Tyrod Taylor? I wouldn't mind him. What do you think but, about uh, Tommy? Oh, right, go ahead. Yep. Whatever. Now go ahead, Tommy. Go for it. I talk a lot. A Taylor. I really do. I think that that's a that's a good that's a good pick right there, and I think he is a guy. I think he's the same way. I think he would like to start, but you know, let's be real about it. Any quarterback wants to start, and uh, right. I like Fitzpatrick as well. But you know, my question is: is how much are you willing to spend on a uh, backup quarterback? I right, exactly. About nine mil this year, and you know, do you want to spend nine million on a backup quarterback or more? You know, depending on you know what what he comes across, because a couple of teams are going to be looking at Fitz um, Fitz Magic, you know, as a backup, and you know there's going to be a market for him. So while uh, mm-hmm. his price may drop, I think it's going to stay right right there between nine nine and a half million, or maybe even slightly increased. So it just right. depends what you want to spend for on a backup. Right. And yeah, Crown Apple Kid says uh, Jameis Winston. I, Jameis to me is he went to New Orleans because he thought he could eventually be the starter. So I don't, he wants to go somewhere where he, he has an opportunity to start eventually. So I don't see him coming here. You know what? Go ahead, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, it's tough. I, I just don't know about Jameis Winston. I mean, I think he would be a good backup, and I think that you could get him relatively cheap. But just like you said, he wants to go somewhere that he thinks he's going to eventually start. I mean, yeah, yeah, he did throw a lot of picks, you know, when he did start last time for Tampa Bay. But he did also throw for – did he throw for 5,000 yards or just right right below Uh, five? It was close. Yeah. Well, I know he had as many touchdowns as he did interceptions. Well, and, and Fitz Magic can do that too. He can cause some serious magic in the interception area, um, yep. which we'll never forget about. Oh, but there's a, there's a reason they're backups. You know, yeah. And the guy will give you two or three good games and then may throw away two or three with insane interceptions. But you know what? If if I was going to come down to my who who would I love for Burrow that I think would be he would also mentor him and be there. I, I mentioned him, Tyrod Taylor. I just think that Tyrod's been in these situations. He's been with these quarterbacks, Herbert, mm-hmm. um, Baker Mayfield, 
he's been with these with these guys that have been in the NFL. And he wanted to go to these teams and start, but he never did. And I think that he sees his time running out. And if he does, you know what? Why not come to a winner, a winner, winner chicken dinner here in Cincinnati? Because <laughs> it's coming, baby. It's coming. <laughs> Why not come take the rain? There you go. Keith's got, got a comment here. I think Blake Bortles is the perfect backup for Burrow, being a former number one draft pick and also playing in the Rams system. Bortles has some wheels also. Uh, he's actually the he won a Super Bowl. He's the backup to uh, I don't know, some guy named Tom Brady too. I think this year. Yeah. So I mean, that wouldn't be a, a, a bad backup. I don't think because he's a guy. He he had a shot to start. I don't. I, I think he knows he's the backup, and that's kind of where I, that's kind of where I'm at. I want a guy who is willing to come here and he knows he's the backup. He's here to help Joe Burrow and help the Bengals. That's what I want. You know, it doesn't cost a lot of money. Yeah. I really like it, like Bortles. I mean, he would be the perfect guy. You know, the, you know, there's some questions if he would come here or not, but I think he would. You know, given the right money, and he would be a cheaper as well. So, exactly. Shout out to Natty. What's up, Natty? Natty. So yeah, you know that that's the only thing. I just want to bring it up because it's something that we're not talking about, and it's something that's going to be coming to a serious realization shortly is our backup. And I'm not saying Burrow's not going to be back. I'm not saying that, Jeff. Just you better not be. In I'll case. Alabama, whoop your ass. Or, or after, or, or you know, my guy, the, the say he stubs his toe, okay? <laughs> um, and he's got to come out for a play. I, I just, I, I don't feel comfortable watching Brandon Allen or Ryan Finley holding a football in a Bengals jersey ever again. I really don't. <laughs> well, wait a minute. Wait a minute with there. Family beat the Steelers. The Squealers. Yeah. The oh, yeah. Bumblebee. Are you <laughs> trying to say family's not good, or are you trying to say that Pittsburgh was overrated? I'm overrated. 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 <laughs> that's what yeah. i was saying yeah <laughs> they, yeah, they, they, they were completely overrated and finley oh my gosh i know you're kidding tommy i know you're kidding so but yeah my gosh man oh well the thing is though we're talking about the backup quarterbacks we like i said with this savings if we do if we get rid of these guys we are gonna have a, a lot of extra money to 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 do stuff and to you know pay, maybe pay a little bit more for a good a good backup because I mean a good backup is he's not cheap. I mean it's not like you know he you know they 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 don't they, don't, they do make some good money being a, a backup. There's a reason guys last forever. That's why Josh McGowan was a almost twenty year football player. <laughs> but you know, so the the only problem I have with with this list, and I've I've said this before, is Geo, and I love Geo, and I but. The thing is, I was listening to a guy, a capology guy, and the Bengals and two guys pay more money than 90% of the NFL teams in Mixon and Geo. And with Piron coming out like he did last year, you can always get another running back in the fourth, fifth round. I mean, I don't I think I don't think the Bengals are actually on board with letting Geo go. I, I from what I've heard, I think they're going to keep him. But even but even if you let Finney and, and Bobby Hart go, that's a ton of money right there. 
Well, and you said only two teams are higher. Is that what you were saying? Are paying more to to two running backs? No, the, 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 no, they're, they're like ninety percent of the teams don't pay as much as we do. We're we're paying a ton of money for two for two when it comes running to backs. Two, right? Yeah. yeah. See, yeah, I I gotta kind of agree there, man. Um, to to spend that much money for two guys, that's great. If those two guys were a main stay operation in your offense, but our running game is one part of it. But man, we've got T Higgins, we've got Tyler Boyd, we're paying all these other dudes big money and second contracts. It's kind of tough to keep two running backs at that price. I didn't know Geo was even that high, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, neither I. Yeah, I had no clue we were paying him what four million a yep. year. Yep. You know that, that's a lot for a backup running back, but mm-hmm. I want to see him stay if we can fix our problems on the O-line and maybe throw something in as a little sugar coating on the defensive line, I'd say keep them. But at the end of the day, man, that's a lot of money to be paying a backup running back. And I'm sorry to call you that, Gio. Now you're watching. Oh, of course he is. All the Bengals watch my show. Dag on right. <laughs> All right, Josh says, I'm okay with Brandon Allen as a backup, but I would like someone to come in to make Finley earn his roster spot or hit the door. Exactly. I don't want somebody to earn their roster and make Finley earn his roster spot. I don't want Finley to earn his roster spot. I just want him to hit the door. I'm sorry. That experiment is over with. Don't let the door hit you with a good Lord split you. All right, Keith. Brandon Allen is too thin and fragile. He did show toughness playing hurt, but he gets hurt easy easier than most yeah we, i mean we all agree that i think we need to get a, a better backup quarterback and i i defended the Bengals on getting a backup quarterback last year because i my point was if joe burrow excuse me if joe freaking burrow got injured like he did the season season was over anyway so i didn't see the point of spending the money on a backup a good backup quarterback now this year if they do what I think they're going to do with the offensive line and hopefully getting an edge rusher and stuff and having a shot of being in the playoffs, then yes, you need a good back just in case something happens, you know, but God forbid, hopefully it won't, but you're going to need that guy to come in if, if, if Burrow can't answer the bell one time. So it, it's a different to me. The difference is the team itself and, and the opportunity that they have in front of them to hopefully making the playoffs this year, but it all comes down for me to free agency and what they do in that with, if they go out and get a guy like Darrell Williams as a tackle and get Thune as a guard, that would be great. You do that. Then well, I have a question. This will be in Jeremy talking in the pre-show fist fight. I ask you, Tommy. All right. Just say they, they get somebody like Darrell Williams and they get somebody like Thune. You know, that's your tackle and your guard. So you're set at those two positions and Chase is sitting there and Sewell is sitting there. And they're both there. Which one are you taking? Damn, you gonna put me on the spot like that? Right on, right on. (laughs) Um, honestly, I think I'm still gonna go with Sewell. Okay, I think I'm gonna go with Sewell because I'm really all about that depth, and you know we've all seen what happens with a crappy offensive line, right? And I just want the offensive line. I really think that this, well, what helps me come to that decision 
is this wide receiver class in the draft is deep. Right. I mean, Ace is head and shoulders above everybody else, but you can still get a good solid uh, running or wide receiver, excuse me, wide receiver in the fifth or sixth round. Yeah, that, that's the thing is if, if you do what you're saying is you take Sewell, you can move Jonah to guard. Now, the thing is the Bengals have come out and said that they're not going to move him to guard. But this is, you know, February, March. Things can change by September. You never know what's what they're going to what they're going to do. Now, if it's me and they do fix the offensive line and with Tooney and Darrell Williams or or Trent Williams or whoever to get a tackle and and Chase is there, I'm taking Chase just because I think he is they're both considered generational talents. You know, but the Bengals history here lately with Tackles and offensive linemen just scares me too much. Jamar Chase and Burrow already have a connection. And if you can have Chase, Boyd, Higgins, Uzama, Sample, you know, all those, all those guys, I, I would take that because I think it's going to change the offense for the Bengals, make it that much more, give Joe Burrow even more weapons. Because the thing is, Joe does need weapons. We have a lot, but he can always use more. And if you get that offensive line fixed where he's not going to get hit, they go for it. But I do understand what you're saying. Because if you if you do draft Sewell and you kick Jonah the guard, whoo, I'd get off from the one of the worst NFL lines to probably the best in, in the NFL. Yeah, I agree completely well, too. And if, especially if Sewell turns out to be who we think he is. Right. You know, which we don't know that about Chase, but we do know that we watched it with our own eyes, or I did down here in the SEC territory. Well, and you, well, Tommy, you kind of near the south, kind of. But anyway, he's um, in Big Twelve country. What are you talking about? Yeah, well, he's, he's close they, enough. They're Western Virginia Mountaineers. They, they in Big Twelve. He's which still not good. really. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, I just saw that with Burrow every game with him and him and Chase, and you know, yeah, it makes you want to jump right out of your chair and say, definitely, if he's there, we're going to take him. Now, like you said, are we going to take Daryl Williams, Trent Williams, whatever, take care of our tackle, have Joan on the other side, um, and, and then still have Spain, Suofilo, um, and then Thune, uh, whoever else we may take, whatever. Yeah, man, it's hard to not want to jump out and say, yep, okay, this is Burrow's guy. This, could, this is our next A.J. Green. Mm-hmm. If Burrow didn't play with him, I don't know if we would all be saying the same thing. Or, or I don't know. I guess it's no, us. Yeah, I, I, I guarantee, I, guarantee you I wouldn't be saying the same thing. I right. know I would. The biggest reason I want Chase, one, I think he's a badass. I do and too. Because him, him and Burrow got that connection. But the thing is, though, I hope this. I hope the Bengals have to make this decision. Because I mean, I'm not going to be mad either way. To be honest, if it's if Sewell's there or Chase is there, and they take one or the other. Then I'm I'm good. I'm not, I'm not gonna be. Oh my goodness! They took Sewell. They should have taken Chase, dude. I, I, either way, either way, you're protecting Joe Burrow, or you're giving Joe Burrow more weapons. Either way, it's good for him and it's good for the Bengals. So that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, I, I take Chase, but I'm I, I'm not gonna you know shout to the roof if they take Sewell. Well, yeah, good. I, I can get on board with. Another reason I can get on board with Chase is even though. With Swell, the uh, the talent drops just like it does with Chase. But 
there's some deep tackles, you know, in the second and third round, you can still get a solid tackle in the second and third round. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, I like, I like Leatherwood to be honest, Alabama. I don't think he's, he's that bad to be honest. I think, I think the more talking, he might be a guard, but he looked pretty good at, at tackle in, in, in the uh, championship game. Yeah. Another one that I really like that seems to, I don't know if he's just dropped them because of performance or if everybody was just coming up. Another one that had a lot of hype going into the season was uh, Dylan Redunds from North Dakota State. I know he's a small, and I see you just put on here where Jamie, Jamie's awesome in Hootay Nation. She comes What's up, up Jamie? Samuel Cosme. <laughs> what he's up? A, he's another good one. Guy from Texas. That's another good pick that can be right there in the second or third round. Exactly. Well, now more we, likely second. Another thing me and Jamie were talking about before the show started is uh, there's a center that got released. That could be an interesting possibility the Bengals could go out and get. And if you get him and, you know, to start the season, then what, what what's the name of the guy, uh, Jamie? Do you, do you remember? I don't, I don't have it written down. I, I kind of I kind of sprung this on him, but he just got released today. He's a pretty good center. Yeah. Uh, center ahead. from uh, the Texans, Nick Barton. I'm yeah. sure you, you, yeah, you've heard of him. I'm sure Tommy. Um, 27 years old. The guy spent his career there. I mean, he's been a solid center. He had a bad year this year, but the whole team had a bad year. So, so my question is, what, what if we say but, say we pick him up? Say we pick him up, and Trey is. Well, they're saying Trey might be ready now for beginning of the yep. year. I don't know. But just, okay. just, just just forget, would you pick him up? And what if you put uh Trey back at guard? And then and then you 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 also have um uh Tooney. And you got Tooney. Uh what's his name again? Sorry, I forgot. Center from the Texans. Nick Gaither. Oh, oh yeah. Uh Nick Martin. Nick Martin. So yeah. you got you got Tooney, Martin, and Hopkins. And your front, and then you got you know, say you could sign uh, uh, Morton or somebody at tackle and Jonah at the other tackle. I, I'm good with that, I think. I don't know. I mean, there's yeah. lots of options they could do, is what I'm saying. I know, and, and that's what we were saying before the show, Tommy. Um, you know, there's going to be more and more players, there's a lot of teams around that salary cap bubble, okay? They're going to be throwing players out there like crazy. So the Bengals just need to be smart. Not fall in love with any anything special, crazy money, and just build the pieces of the team that we need. And even if you look at Nick Martin, he's going to be a he'll be a cheap he'll be a bargain type of guy, you know, because he had a bad year. But even if you put Hopkins still at center, this kid can play guard or center. So even as a backup, I mean, would you, would you take him? I don't know if you know much about Nick Martin. I've only I've only watched him a few games to be honest. But over Bobby Hart, I think the four games I've seen Nick Nick Martin, I'd, I'd take him over Bobby Hart. I really would as a backup. Uh, even I don't know how you feel. I would take him in a heartbeat. I really would. Um, it's like you said, a lot of centers can also play that interior lineman position at guard, and that's just a win-win for the Bengals. If you've got two healthy centers, then you got an extra guard that can come in, or you can rest your center some, and you got another center that can come in. It goes back to that building depth, and I like it. I would take him in a heartbeat. It, that would be a good pickup, very good. Pickup. 
I mean, to me, it, it goes to what I, I've said a lot on here, and I say stack talent. And to me, that that's that's stacking talent. You know, that that's that's the stuff that I think the Bengals need need to do is stack as much talent as you can, and um, you know, and, and let them fight it out. You know, create competition is not a bad thing on, on the team. So if you create a competition with between Bobby Hart and 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 Billy Price and Gaither, I keep saying his name wrong. It's not it. Nick, I'll just go with Nick. That that's that's a good thing, you know. Yeah, I got too many things going on in here, and I start talking, and I forget people's names, so I apologize. But you guys know who I'm talking about. But the stacking of the talent and the creative competition is good. That's what you want. The, the better teams have competition at almost every position. The Bengals had that. You know, in 2015, 2014, we were stacked. We had backups that were good enough to go start for other teams. And that's where you have to try to get back to. That's 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 dead on. And that's why I'm I just I'm not thrilled with Billy Price even even thinking about him as a starter for three or four games, especially if we get Burrow back healthy. Oh, it just that's a mind problem. <laughs> I'll just say that a mind problem. Um, but you know, if, if you're Burrow back there, you, you want the guy in front of you, you want him, you, you want him to know that he, he's going to put it on. I mean, Billy Price just ain't that guy. He's not that guy. He's he's not there. I'd rather have Nick Martin in a heartbeat. I'd rather see Billy Price go down the road. We've tried him at guard, we've tried him at center, we've tried him at backup, and he's just other than what three games? Are we talking about three games, maybe? How many good games has Price played? Tennessee games, the one that comes to mind, but other than that. Okay. He's got one. You got one, Tommy? Yeah. I I mean, so. I have one. Don't see where we can go wrong. Now, I think it's true. I totally agree with. Good. Good, Tommy. Oh, I, I was just like, I totally agree with Price. Um, I Almost like what I said with Finley earlier, the experiment with Billy Price is over. He just needs to go. The Bengals just need to part ways, move on, you know, and start, you know, what what's that saying? Back to the drawing board? That's yep. what they need right. to do. Exactly. I just don't be able to handle the, a defensive line at the NFL level. Yeah, Jennifer, and I Jennifer think, says she wants me to sh- show my video. I, I don't know which video you're talking about, Jen. <laughs> yeah, she's going to show your boobs. <laughs> I don't think that's it. <laughs> I'm not sure which video you're talking about. If it's a Ken, Ken Riley video, I'm not showing that yet. If that's the one you're talking about. We're, we're holding that one off, but but uh, I'm not sure which video. Unless you mean the Bobby Hart one, is that that Crown was talking about? I was about I, to bring up Bobby Hart when I can I can show that one. That's what everybody's talking about. Hang on a second here. Yeah, there you go. I'm gonna go there and find it. But th- this is my ode to, to Bobby Hart. Yeah, this is why he needs to be gone. Oh, that's not that's the wrong one. <laughs> Hang on a second here. Uh, I gotta go down to this this part down here where it says videos. Uh, wait, do I have not have it on here? I mean, I lost it. You should. Oh, it's beautiful. I know. To, to watch his swan-like ability was just oh, was great, and and that's why I talk about Price. We've gave Price thirty-four years now. We've get we get Bobby Hart another year for crying out loud, and then right. look at this video. 
Here it is. I got it. Here it is. Sorry. There you go. Hello. How you doing, my name? Welcome to my quarterback. There you go. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> just, just, whoop. There you go. There was nobody else out there. If we were running a screen pass, I, I told Jeff this last time he showed it. I could understand. He's looking for a blocker. Okay. That wasn't a screen what pass. he's doing. Hey, he, I got no damn clue. He, he looks like a major D. Hello, my name's Bobby. Oh, you're trying to find the, the quarterback? Here you go, sir. Right this way. I hope you enjoy yourself. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what he was doing. I mean, would you like seconds? Because I'm giving out fifths. <laughs> I mean, my God. Yeah. Oh, poor like, Burrow. Yeah, that's the one he didn't get hurt on. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and then the game I guaranteed we were going to win is the game he did get hurt on. <laughs> that's right, you did. That's another reason it's your fault, Jeremy. You it's guaranteed to win. It's it all your on, fault. Jeff, it is on Google. You don't understand how I can. The only thing that puts myself and this show together is about my guarantee of a win in Washington and Joe Burrow going down. <laughs> I have to live with this every day, guys. All right? It's not easy. It's not no, easy being just, me. It's not easy no. being an idiot. All right? Just, just who day nation, just to let you know, Joe Burrow got hurt. It's all Jeremy's fault right there. All his fault. He guaranteed a win, and he talked about Joe Burrow getting hurt way too many times. It's his fault. I did. I did. The whole season. The whole season. I did. And oh my goodness. Yeah, Josh has got a, a good a good thing. How does a guy get paid millions of dollars to do that? Josh, I have no idea. That's a very good question. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I guess we could ask that about a lot of our employers, but at the end of the day, that is horrible. It is miserable, and it should not be on an NFL field. Jennifer said, Here, here, let me open the door for you. Doorman Bobby Hart at your service. Doorman. Tips appreciated. And he even had his gloves on, I think, his white gloves. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, oh my God. God. Hey, guys, I'm going to. And they turned it, but they just had on the sideline. And they turned it, but they just had on the sideline. And they. Sorry, Tommy, I had to play it again. What, what were you saying? Oh, I'm just saying uh, I've got to run. I really right. appreciate being on here with you guys. And and y'all have a good one. Take care. We'll see you tomorrow. All right, yeah. brother. Who day? Appreciate you as always, dude. But there Cold you go. Deal. But they just had on the sideline. And they turned it. But they just had on the sideline. And they turned it. But they just had on the sideline. And they. And he's still reaching. He's still looking. <laughs> Where, like, where, was I supposed to block that guy? Hold on. Yeah. Come back. Look like treading water in a pool. You know what? I mean? what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, hopefully Bobby Hart isn't watching this because he's bigger than both of those and he can come kick our ass. <laughs> he really could. And he'll never join the show. I can promise you that. He would never join. We'd uh, love to have him, though. Uh, shoot, I'd love to have him. <laughs> have a bangle. But, but speaking of that, and we teased it a little bit on, on Hootie Nation and on um, Sports Strawberry Ice. 
that this Thursday, the son of the soon-to-be, should-be Hall of Fame cornerback Bengals great Ken Riley, his son Ken Riley Jr. will be joining us on Thursday. I greatly appreciate that. I'm very excited about it. We got some cool videos for him. We got some cool graphics. It's going to be a lot of fun. So all my Bengals nation, uh, Bengals, uh, Houday nation out there, my Bengal fans, go out there. Tell everybody, Ken Riley Jr. is going to be on there. And we are trying to get his dad to the Hall of Fame. Now, I shared this on Houday Nation this week, which I meant to copy it and put it on here, but I didn't, or actually last week. But there's a petition that you can sign to sign to get Ken Riley, to get the Kens, Ken Riley and Ken Anderson into the Hall of Fame because it's an absolute disgrace and neither one of them are in there. So it's on Houday Nation. It's also on my Sports Strawberry Ice page. So you guys can go there, sign a petition, and let's try to get these guys into the Hall of Fame. Exactly, man. That That's a freaking blast. And you know what? If that can get people excited, I don't know what can, especially this time of the year when there ain't nothing going on other than a little, not even free agency. I mean, we're not yet, but I can't wait for it. We talked about it enough. Yeah. I mean, but at the end of the day, man, we're, uh, what's up? What happened? What happened with your Bearcats? I was going to tell you a little bit about what happened with my Buckeyes. Well, the Bearcats, I mean, to be honest, <laughs> I'm pretty damn proud of them, to be honest. It was mostly freshmen and sophomores, and they stood their ground and played their asses off and damn near won the thing. I mean, if Memphis wasn't good at shooting free throws, we could have we could have pulled that thing out toward the end. Now, I mean, I wish they could have made a little closure, you know, with more time left. That would be great. But like, like me and Melvin Levitt were saying on Friday's show, all the Bearcat fans who are hating on the Bearcats, hating on John Brandon. Go watch the effort that they've done the last couple games, and you tell me that that team doesn't believe in, in their coach and in, in John Brandon. You tell me that. You tell me he's a bad coach with what seven players, maybe. I mean, he's got maybe ten players. I mean, there's I don't even know honestly how many people are on the team right now because they had so many people leave for COVID reasons, and to give that effort and to, to have only lost two games since they came back from the COVID break. Y'all need to get out of here and just give them a break. But I was very, very happy with the fight that they that they gave. And the thing is, like I said, they're all freshmen and sophomores. This is going to help them. Wait till they get to be juniors and seniors. And we add talent. Brandon's going to add talent. Got to figure out what's going on with the transfer portals and all that stuff. because It's all up in the air right now with COVID and everything else going on. Once they figure that out, I think he's going to get some good recruits in here. And we're going to be back on track very, very shortly. But what happened to your Buckeyes, brother? Dude, you know, it's nice to hear how excited you are. Right? No, I'm excited. Like, it is what it is, man. First off, we've lost three games in a row. You can't do that. We lost to Iowa 73-57. to Number five, Iowa. We were number seven at the time. We were number four. But when you lose three games in a row your butt gets shot back quick in the NCAA, okay? You're so out. we lose to that up there, that team up there. Is she going to? 92 to 87. Don't, don't you dare. I said Michigan. Then we lose to Michigan State. 
Okay, who's not even ranked? 71-67, another close game. And then, of course, as everybody knows, we played Iowa. We got our pants beat off, 73-57. to You get your I doors mean, blown off, yeah. This, this is how bad it was, to be honest with you, for the Buckeyes. And I brought this up. We have got to stop with the turnovers. The Buckeyes had 13 or thir- yeah, 13 turnovers in this game. Can't happen. Iowa had five. That causes blowouts. You guys Iowa, have a hard time with big guys. That's that's your Achilles, I think. We all well, we don't have one. We really right. don't. Right. We don't have a true big. Right. You know, but our three point our three point shooting is what normally gets us out of most tough areas. But this these last three games, I mean, we're looking at even against Iowa, we were 29% from the three point line. 29%. They were almost 42%. I mean, you can't stop. You've got to get out there on defense. You can't turn the ball over. I love my Buckeyes, but man, this was a terrible, terrible loss. And now we move on and we're going to be playing number four, Illinois, on Saturday at three o'clock. If anybody's interested, you can go watch it on. I believe ESPN or Big Ten Network. Actually, I don't know. <laughs> I wrote that down. Just wait. Put over a big whole riff here on the Buckeyes, and I don't know what channel they're on. So we're it's just a tease. You have to have to wait and see. Yeah, All right, John tease. Wayne. What's up, John? I think you're new to the show. Love hey, the name, by the way. Boy. <laughs> he said the Buckeyes started reading their headlines. A number one seed. All that beep. Too many six, seven players, taller teams kill us. That's and that's what I'm saying. I mean, the dude from Michigan, they, he that dude crushed you guys. And then guy with the sideburns, I, I wish I could remember his freaking name for Iowa. Sideburns. Not sideburns, the eyebrows, the eyebrows. He got the big old eyebrows. He he might be college player of the year, but those guys are killing you guys. Now I know the three pointers they, they, yeah. they killed you on that too, but you, you well, gotta I don't know, I don't know what you do about it. That's you how know, we balance you, it out. Is with yeah, three point shooting. But if you're, yeah, well, let's see. If you're not hitting those, yeah. you're in trouble. You're in trouble. Well, we are. And turnovers, turnovers, turnovers are the biggest issue. I don't care if there's a seven one guy and the biggest dude we've got is what six nine whatever. You know what? If you don't turn the ball over, you make your free throws and you shoot better than twenty damn percent from the three point line, you're going to be all right. But if you play like they did. The other night, my gosh, I, yeah, you know, Garza, Garza's a guy with the eyebrows. That's right. That, that's Garza. Right. There, yeah. yeah. Carl has a message for you, Jeremy. He says, "Jeremy D, you need to come cheer for WVU instead of the Ohio State." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that guy should be writing jokes on the show. Can we get his number? <laughs> All right, gamer says two games I watched. Big man and missing so many three point shots. That's pretty much yes. What. And they, they they can't they can't fix the big man. They don't have it. No. So they got to hit the shots. If they're not hitting the shots, you're trying. Dude, I went long ago. I'm sitting there thinking Ohio State's got a shot at going to the Final Four. Oh, I mean, it could change. It could change in a heartbeat, and they could get back to the way they were. But they got to start hitting shots. 
yeah, you, you, you never you never know in, in college basketball, but I can still see us getting close to it, maybe to it, but we've got to hit shots, and we cannot turn over the damn ball 13 freaking times a game. You know, it's, it's always 10, 12, 13. You look at that, that is a losing scenario, my friends, and it's got to be stopped, and they've got to know it by now. I'm sure they're working on it as we speak, but, man, it's horrible. I know I got I got some Xavier fans out there because I know Josh is Josh is Xavier fan and and they are firmly on the bubble as far as making the NCAA tournament. But they, they had a big win this weekend, so it, it's it's weird. I saw I think uh, Jerry Palms had them first four outs. Joe Lenardi had them at like a a four seed, and then somebody else had them at like an eleven seed. I'm like, okay, that's like completely different ends of the of the spectrum. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's going to be a really weird tournament. And like I said before, my favorite time of the year, I love the NCAA tournament. I love championship week where all the all the, the, the conference tournaments are, and then you roll right into the NCAA tournament. It's I take the whole week off work for the first week, week of the uh, NCAA tournament. So I am extremely excited about it, but it's going to be really weird because I don't think Kentucky's getting in. I know my no. Bearcats ain't getting in. I don't know if North Carolina, Duke, I don't know if these teams are going to get in. I mean, now the thing is, so many teams, in my opinion, might get in because of name recognition, like Duke, North Carolina, Kentucky. If they were close, I think they might get in. But I don't think Kentucky is really even considered to to get it, to be getting in there. So it's going to be a, a really different tournament. I mean, it's all going to be in one state. It's all in Indiana. So it's going to be different because of that. But it's just going to be different because of the – Teams that you're used to being in there are not going to be in there. I mean, there might be bigger name schools in the NIT if they're doing the NIT, which I don't even know if they are or not. But bigger name schools in the NIT tournament than there are in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, that, that's that's exactly the way it would be if this was a non-COVID year. And I only say that because what you just said, maybe they're not even going to do the extra tournament because of COVID protocol, whatever. But yeah, you you would literally have teams in that that you think you'd be watching you know march madness but they're they're not they're not in there and they're playing for the second title i guess you could say or you know and it's it's insane it's kind of crazy and you know what i'm just glad we won early we beat ranked teams and now we got one more ranked team to go if we could take care of business illinois i'll be happy and kip i know you'll be happy too my friend Kip is one of the admins. Yeah, Kip is one of the admins of the Ohio State Bucknuts. So just so everybody knows who the hell you're talking about, Jeremy. This this you know this is a internet show. It goes everywhere. Kip knew, and he was supposed to. Yeah, but nobody else did. When we talked about the Buckeyes, me and Kip made a made we we did this. Okay, (laughs) we we blood. Nobody saw you do that. (laughs) He never come on. I don't know where you're at, Kip. But you know what? You the man. He doesn't like you, I think. The Ohio State Buckets, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. All right. I'm going to bring this up now. I'm going to tease this for tomorrow's show. This is something that we we talked about that could be a a topic for today, but we never got to it. And I think it's it's such a good question because it stumped the crap out of Jeremy that I I, I thought of this last week, and I've been holding on to it. But I'll try to explain it to you guys clearly as I can because Jeremy kind of got – Diffused with the question a little bit, but okay. Starting 
In the year 2000, the year Paul Brown Stadium was started or opened, not past it from 2000 till 2021 or 2020. Since the Bengals are time that they do a ring of honor. Now, don't answer it today. I want your answers tomorrow. You can think about this. Who are your top five players that played for the Bengals from 2000 to 2020? You can only pick five of them. Who are you? I'll give you my list, and me and Jerry give our list tomorrow. I want you guys to think about it because it's kind of interesting if, you know, who you who you keep, who you kick out. You know, it might be a little, little something cool to, to think about we can discuss tomorrow. Yeah, you know, I, I'm anxious to hear the names because, you know, there's been so many different players in 21 years that people don't even think about anymore, but that were just – Killer players for five well, years. When you start talking about guys uh, like like Tequio Spikes and Corey Dillon. I'm like, well, I don't know if you really count those guys. I'm well, counting 2000 because Tequio yep. and Corey only played like two years in the stadium. So they two years before. out of the stadium, are they going to kick out, you know, somebody else, which I'm not going to throw names out there. I'm going to let you guys do it. But exactly. that's just, that's just something for us to discuss tomorrow. Uh, I might put it up in as a, a comment or something or a, a, a post in, Coude Nation, so you guys can uh, can think about it there too. We can we can discuss it, discuss it there, and then we can roll it into tomorrow's show. But I think we're gonna roll on out of here. It's almost uh, six thirty, so I like to uh, give my shout out to the Facebook groups that let me live stream. I appreciate you guys. You got Hude Nation, Bearcat Ruckus, Ohio State Bucknuts, the Ice Bar, and then you can follow me on all my social media platforms. All under sports with strawberry ice. I'm on Facebook, which the Facebook page has been blowing up here lately. I love it. I have 578 likes. I have 627 followers. So that is awesome. I appreciate you guys following. So share the page, share the uh, you know the, the show. Try to get people to the YouTube channel. That's what I'm trying to get all this to. But uh, I'm also on Instagram, Instagram, Twitter, and me and this idiot do some silly TikToks. I will be pulling the sound off, putting it on the podcast. Like, rate, review, give me a five star review. Check it out pretty much wherever you get your your podcast: Apple, to, Apple, iTunes, uh, Beanpod, Spotify, YouTube. Like I said, we're up to eight hundred and forty five subscribers. That is awesome. Made a big jump this weekend. Went from eight forty one to eight forty five. I appreciate you guys. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors about Sports with Strawberry Ice. We got some interesting things that we've been discussing today and future plans with the show and different things that we might be be doing with a couple of different guys. So I'm just going to tease it as that. So keep your eyes and ears open for new things coming to the channel and new things coming just from sports of strawberry ice. And other than that, Jeremy D you're ready to roll us on out of here. Yes, I am. I was just contemplating on what you just said there. I'm you should. shocked. What's going on? Am I out of here? See you guys. You know, I, I don't know what wrong way. Nope. Okay. There. Okay. Anyway, like Jeff said, guys, you know what? All of this, all of his stuff is built around people coming to the channel. So send your friends and family and all your Ohio sports. It don't matter who they are. Send them here. We'll even take Kentucky fans from time to time. We even do that. Even Georgia for crying out loud. We love Georgia. We love Georgia. Georgia. Georgia dog, baby. Where you at? I didn't see Georgia dog today. He went here. Not today. Not today. Not today. But anyway, 
you know, you guys come check out the ice bar. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's the best way to get with Jeff and myself. If you guys want to, you know, throw up your whatever, give your whatever. You guys tell us how awesome we are. You know, we're the funniest yeah. guys you've ever seen. We got the best podcast around. You know, something like that. We, we do like to hear that. We do like to hear <laughs> Yeah, the ice bar. So check out the ice bar. But anyway, Jeff, I guess we're done. So as always, remember one thing and one thing only, and that is you don't live in Cleveland. You live in Cincinnati. So act like it. Keep watching. Go Ohio. Go Ohio. Who day? Go Bearcats. Go Buckeyes. Let's go Reds. Score some freaking runs. Hey, they scored yesterday. That was that was cool. I, I enjoyed that. Them scoring runs is a good thing. I Very think they nice. should keep it up. Other than that, that's just sports, baby. See ya!